Hello and welcome to today's Penna podcast. My name is Sue Atkinson, Commercial Director at Penna, and today I am joined by my colleague and DNI lead at Penna, Alexis Curtis Harris. Alexis, welcome to the podcast. Hi Sue, thank you. So Alexis, what I'd really like to discuss with you today is some of the work that you've been doing with Penna and indeed our Stafford Long colleagues um, in the DNI space. Yeah, sure. So it's been a really exciting and interesting, I guess, I was going to say three or four months, but probably 12 months. Um, been working really closely with clients to basically get them to walk the talk, really. Um, focusing a lot on the kind of attraction side, looking at how we're capturing data to enable us to kind of target underrepresented groups better and then following this through all the way through the recruitment process and when people join making sure that they're joining an inclusive company which has a culture that makes people feel like they belong. And I mean obviously DNI is very important um, full stop but why do you think it's it's gained in importance in the in the last 12 months because I think you'd agree that we've certainly seen Um, a greater appetite from our clients in the space? Yeah, it's a really good question. Um, And I mean, as you said, DNI has always been important. It's always been around. I think what we're seeing a lot more of now is that people actually taking actions off the back of their initiatives. So it's not so much, I want to do this, I think I should do this, but we're delving a bit deeper now to really understand what actionable initiatives we can take to make sure that we are being as fair as possible across the board, that we're recruiting and attracting people, removing as much bias as possible. And essentially we're creating environments that people feel they can be themselves and and have their true identity in the office. So I think the last 12 months has really highlighted a lot within um, society as a whole. But I think it's been really positive um, because it has kind of made a lot of us kind of hold a mirror up to ourselves and and really kind of ask ourselves, what are we doing and how can we make things better? Um, So, yeah, in short, always been very important. But certainly over the last 12 months, we're seeing some actions being taken and people are being held accountable for what they're saying. And do you think, I mean, are there any actual trends? Are you seeing clients or are we recommending to clients certain things that they should be doing in order to ensure that they're recruiting a diverse and and they've got an inclusive workplace? Yeah, definitely. I think certainly one of the things I will always try and push a client to either think about or do initially is is look at their data and, and kind of sort their own house out first, so to speak. So I think that data kind of drives everything. We can make assumptions of where our challenges might be, but without actually looking at what the true picture is saying, it's really hard for us to actually understand where we need to make change and what we need to do. Um, Intersectionality, I know that this is not something that's new, but I think certainly more and more, we're pushing our clients to be able to think of people as multidimensional individuals, which they are, um, and really kind of understand that people have um, multiple multiple struggles. Um, We live in in a world where no one thing is the same and that actually we're looking at people as individuals now, um, which is translating right away through the recruitment process, again, where we're capturing that data, but also where we're being able to target people and target people actually based on their true identities and, and their motivations and behaviours. Fabulous. Have you, I mean, have you got any sort of anecdotes that you can share with us, um, with clients that you've been working with, you know, where they've had some real successes in the DNI 
arena? Yeah, sure. So we've worked with um, a client recently where we've been really kind of helping to structure um, what they're doing across the board with regards to positive action. Now, it's a subject that I know has many um, different viewpoints on. um, And my view is that it is a fantastic thing to do if it's done in in the right way and obviously according to the Equality Act. Um, But really setting up some positive action programmes. So we're not making, we're making sure that action is not becoming BAU, but we're actually looking at focusing this on individuals. And it's all about encouragement, support, guidance throughout a recruitment process and pre-application as well. And and we've seen some really good um, benefits of this with clients recently with regards to high levels of engagement, high levels of motivation, less dropout, um, which hopefully when that translates into hires will result in um, higher retention as well and less turnover. Fabulous. So at the moment, who do you think in the marketplace might need to discuss DNI with you? What sort of people are you talking to or would you like to talk to and, and help out? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the the answer is everyone, I think, should be speaking to us, um, regardless of who you are. I think DNI is never going to be a practice that... Um, instigates perfection that's just not what we're striving for we're striving for progression always so even the people who are doing things um on the right path and are doing things in the right way i think there's still other viewpoints and other variations and ways that we can come at things and look at things in a different way that would be beneficial um i always kind of say that dni and and inclusion in particular internally is led from the top um and i think that's really important that the positive messages and that engaging culture that you want organizations to have is being driven by those at the top until it filters down but it 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 relies on everybody essentially um so i think yeah if anybody has even if it's just a question wanted to share insight wanted to pick my brains um wanted to kind of gauge what the market's doing i'd say get in contact and we can have a conversation because chances are we'll be able to come up with something slightly different or look at things from a different viewpoint that would benefit um anybody's workforce and I'm really sorry because I'm now going to put you on the spot. Um, if you were to say to um, the resourcing leads in, in any company, there are three things that you really feel that every organisation should be doing in the in DNI. What would those three things be? Yeah, that's a really good question. I would certainly say that focus on data, and I've mentioned it a couple of times, um, and whether that is capturing data of individuals who you're bringing into the business or kind of taking a step back and re-reviewing your current workforce. I think it just removes that ability of us or that that need of us to kind of make assumptions on where our challenges are. And when I say data, I mean detailed data. So again, we, we use a lot of umbrella terms wrongly or rightly within the DNI space. And I think we have the ability to kind of delve a lot deeper now. Um, so I would definitely say kind of that's going to be a focus, um, especially again, coming up with hopefully the um, ethnicity pay gap reporting will be coming into play soon. And that's going to almost kind of force the hand of a lot of organisations to need to capture that information. So if we can get ahead of the curve there and start to really capture this, analyse it and take actions from it, I think that's really important. I would also say um, kind of really trying to understand what your staff internally 
um, are saying about you or feeling when they're there. So whether that's through kind of cultural engagement surveys or workshops or focus groups that will really help to understand the true feelings of people internally, um, because I think that's really important. We, we talk a lot about how we can bring in talent from underrepresented groups, but we want to be adding that talent to an organisational culture that feels like you can belong no matter who you are and you can bring your identity. Um, but I think the most important thing with that is you can capture that feedback, but it's what do you do with it and how do you revisit it again and again? What about, what about language? Because the other thing I was thinking about is actually the, the words that organisations are putting out there, whether it be in their, their job descriptions, their, their advertising online. Um, I think you've been doing quite a bit of work in that space, haven't you? Yeah, certainly. And language is, is a great thing because it can kind of forge and build relationships with individuals depending on terminology you're using. What I would say say is that language on its own is not going to be the defining factor for for changing things in that space but certainly kind of looking at how you are communicating with audiences as a whole and whether that's through language whether that's through video through podcasts like this um, through other kind of avenues I think channel strategy and communication is really really important and of course language plays a part in that brilliant that's, that's been super, Alexis. Thanks very much indeed for your time today. Um, some really interesting insights into the work that you and your team have been doing um, and look forward to catching up with you again soon. Thank you. No problem. Um, and please do uh, like, share, subscribe, tell your friends about um, the Penna podcasts. And uh, if you'd like to find out more about Penna and what Penna can do for you, please visit penna.com. That's P-E-N-N-A dot com. Thanks very much.